nothing could ever separate us Cause I'm purchased by your blood All I know down in my heart is that I is good this evening. Jesus is much better. Praise the Lord, everybody. I pray that everyone's doing well on this evening. Y'all come along and join me tonight for our session. A little bit of coffee, a whole lot of Jesus. Y'all join us on tonight. I pray that, that tonight is better than any other night you ever have experienced in Jesus, not because of any particular uh, for particular reason, but because, hey, God's mercy is new every day. At morning by morning, new mercies I see. God is, is faithful. And I'm grateful to be here today. I'm grateful to be here with you. And um, my brother, what's going on? Roger, good to see you, man. Listen, God is great. He's great, and he's greatly to be praised. And I'm um, telling y'all, it's about to be encouraging tonight. That is, a, that is the, the whole point of this, is to encourage people to get closer to God. So hope we got our coffee cups tonight, our mugs. Man, that tastes good. I, I just wish it was hotter. It's not as hot as I want it to be, so I'm a little upset getting started tonight, y'all. Forgive me. The Bible says, be angry, but sin not. Uh but yeah, so, uh, you know, God is great. God is great. Hey, Mary and Jones, love you and God bless you. Pray that all is well with you down in Florida. Uh, listen, God is great. God is great. Y'all do me a favor tonight. Share the video. I want people to see this gospel on tonight. I'm going to get ready and, and dive straight in. But, you know, I'm going to wait and see. want to make sure we got, got uh, you know, at least 10 people in here looking forward to uh, you know, having at least 10 shares or so tonight, that'd be nice. Uh, what's going on, my brother Simeon Johnson, man? Love you, brother. Pray all is well with you. I know you've moved out of Memphis now and on to your new job. God is blessing you, man. Even in a pandemic, man, God is great. So bless you, brother. I'm happy for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so anytime we do Coffee in Jesus, y'all, y'all, please be inclined to do two things. A, Bring you a cup of coffee so you can enjoy it with us to share, share the gospel. That's what it's going to be. And I'm telling you, as soon as we get through some of the particulars of safety surrounding this pandemic, I'm looking forward to stepping into some coffee shops and doing some live coffee in Jesus. Could you imagine that on a Monday night? You know, we go sit down in. Who knows, the beanbag coffee joint in Antioch, Tennessee, perhaps places like that. Uh, you know, we just sit down and we enjoy Jesus together. We patronize local businesses and we share the love of Christ. Whoever walks in the door, they get Jesus and they get coffee. What a wonderful blend of things to get into on any night of the week. So looking forward to those things. So, look, we're going to get ready and get started. I praise the Lord tonight. Before I do anything, I want to make sure that I thank you all for what you've done. I'm telling you, this would not be here without you. You've been so supportive. People have been sharing. People have been 
uh, purchasing the Coffee and Jesus T-shirts to help support the ministry and get more gospel out. I've been buying up stock myself so that I can just get the word out, get the word out as much as possible. Uh, the podcast land is doing well, so I appreciate all of you all who are listening to this now that are enjoying it via podcast. Thank you for following me. Thank you for for downloading and adding me to your list, subscribing and whatnot. So for all of you who don't know, my name is Maya Lockhart. That's spelled M-Y-Y-A-H Lockhart, L-O-C-K-H-A-R-T. Follow me on all social media, that being Instagram, Facebook, Coffee and Jesus TV on Instagram. Y'all got, I got a plug in there. I'm, I just believe God to be great in, in expanding things. And God's going to going to do mighty things, marvelous works in these days. So let me pray. And we're going to get started on tonight's topic, which is called the gift. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you tonight. God, I just want to tell you, thank you, God. I don't deserve to be here. In fact, of the matter is, God, none of us do. But God, you saw fit. God, you gave us a few more minutes, a few more hours, days, seconds, God, years, even God. You've expanded our lives, extended our lives, God, because you've you know that you've buried great purpose in us, God. So, God, get it out of us on tonight, God. Encourage us and show us how we can just do better in you, God. And, God, live a life that is so pleasing unto you, oh, God. We love you and we thank you for the gift that you've placed on the inside of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So thank you all again for joining us. Uh, excuse me, for joining us. We're getting ready to dive straight in. I thank you all again for joining it, it is a beautiful day in Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you something. This scripture that I'm getting ready to read to us on tonight comes from the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4. And we know about uh, Paul, the apostle, who's talking to Timothy. He's giving him great wisdom on just how to be great, on how to do things for God. But he's t speaking to him from a vantage point of uh, a younger brother, if you will. He's younger than he is. Uh, he's young, and he's also uh, shown himself to be worthy of even the calling that he's making ready to walk in. And I want to I want to show something to us about the gift on tonight. Let me read. I'm going to start first uh, Timothy uh, chapter four. I'm going to start at verse 10. Popular scripture. So just just bear with me. The Bible reads and it is blessed as I read it. The, for therefore, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the savior of all men, especially of those that believe. So if you believe seriously in God, you're going to suffer some reproach. You're going to suffer uh, some some reproach and, and some some challenges in this life just because of who and what you believe in. Verse 11 says these things command and teach. Now he's getting into the down into the good parts. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word in conversation in charity in spirit in faith in purity till I come. Give attendance to reading, exhortation, and doctrine. So he's establishing the things that will shape Timothy's character that will ground him in to the gospel so that he won't get uprooted in challenging times. Hallelujah. Till I come, give attendance to reading, exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect, here it is, not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Has anyone had anyone lay hands on them in their life? Has anyone had anybody that believed in them just a little bit? It does, see, when somebody touches you, that's a momentary thing. It's not that somebody rests their hand on you eternally. Literally, they, be, they placed a quick moment just enough to, to impart something that would allow you to live. Hallelujah. 
The Bible says, meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may be uh, may appear to all. And other, other translations say that thy progress may be known to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Listen, we've got work to do. See, God is showing us here that you just can't be saved. There's things that we must also do for the Lord Jesus Christ that secures the bag for us. Hallelujah. That secures the bag. Hey, Vivian Frierson, love you, mother. God bless you and thank you for joining. Again, I say there's things that we have to continuously do to secure the bag, to secure the prize, the high prize of the calling in Christ Jesus. We have things that we must do. We have things that we must continuously do to keep our character in check, to make sure that we're not walking in sin, to make sure that we're not walking in unforgiveness, to make sure that everywhere we go, we're letting our light so shine amongst men that they may see our good works and turn around and give God the glory, that people may see the light that is on you, that people may be able to detect that there's something about you, that you can be a living epistle read of by men everywhere you go. It does not matter if you're at church, if you're at school, if you're at work, if you're in the grocery store, if you're at the gym, if you're in your neighborhood. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Because wherever you go, you're the same person. Wherever you go, you're known as a light. People just are able to detect. How many of you have just been in places and, and people, uh, even if you stick out like a sore thumb because uh, you know you're not supposed to be there, hallelujah, like clubs or things of that nature, and, and, and I'm not judging people, but I'm just saying there, there's been places that you've gone where God has been like, hey, you, you don't really belong here. I, there's been churches I've gone to where, you don't really belong here. You might want to go back where you came from. I'm just telling you guys and girls and, and men and women out of testimony that there's something about being touched by Jesus Christ that you just can't do any and everything. That's why the Bible says, give thyself wholly unto these things that thy uh, profiting may appear to all. Everyone should know. Everyone will know exactly who you are. Now, let me just, just touch a few things. Now, we all know this. We have just had, as I sip my coffee here, we have just had a really tough year. Hey, my sister Shelly Blair, God bless you, sis. Thank you for joining in on, the, on tonight. I love you, sis. God bless you, wonderful woman of God. Uh, my brother, Elder Ace, out of Philadelphia. Uh, I'm sorry, not out of Philadelphia, out of Texas, out of Houston, Texas. Love you, brother. Thanks for joining in. Listen, I'm going to tell you all something, that, that it's been a tough year. Yes, it has. It's been a crazy year. It's been one of the most ridiculous times I've ever experienced in my life in terms of what I've seen, not in terms of what I've experienced, because I've actually experienced some of the greatest deliverances of my life in this season. But I will say that that to par the course here, everybody has seen a season that has just been like, goodness gracious, just made you want to go sit down somewhere and just Really evaluate your life. Really evaluate, God, am I really where I'm supposed to be? God, am I really on track? I remember in this season, especially when I had a run-in with COVID-19, I just asked the Lord, God, I just want to know that I'm where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And there would be times when I couldn't go to work. I would get up early, really early in the morning, and I'd just go straight outside. I'd be in my yard. I'd be pulling weeds and, and fixing 
uh, the flower beds and just praying and praying and praying and just seeking the Lord because I wanted to get the answer. I wanted to know that I was on course. I was so adamant, still adamant, that I'm on course with God, that I'm on par, that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing because there's something on the inside of me that I have to make sure is secure. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. What do you have to show for it? Since we've been through all of these things, what do you have to show for it? Do you have a greater desire for God on tonight? I just want us to take a self-inventory because these types of things keep me on fire. When I'm able to ask myself not the simple questions, but the real questions, God, have I really prayed to you enough? Is my conviction at a place now to where not I'm not even thinking about some of the, the sins of the of the old man? Because behold, uh, uh, I am a new thing. Behold, uh, behold, God has done a new thing and, and all things have, be, have become new. I'm a new creation, says the word of God. I know this. God has done something. I had hands laid on me. There's I've had too much word in my life. I've had too much prayer. I've had too many people praying for me to, to, to think otherwise. But now, God, now that I understand that I have a responsibility in this thing now, Am I on par? Am I doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing? God, am I shedding the amount of light that 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 is proportionate to what you've given me? Or, or do I put a lampshade on my head and tuck and hide like I don't know who I am? We have to ask ourselves the hard questions. Now, the change in conversation, right? There's a change in your conversation when you know that God has done something to you. The Bible t tells Timothy, uh, you know, talks about uh, to be pure in word and faith and, and charity, all of these things in your deeds. Now, now the change in conversation is so very obvious. Let me give you a really clear example of this. Anybody like myself grew up, I'm an 80s baby. I, I enjoyed the 90s, your Michael Jordans and, and your, your, your uh, Michael Vick, uh, who came a little later. You know, that's football. But now let's talk about boxing. I enjoy I enjoyed Mike Tyson and his heyday and, and doing the many things that he did. And, and we know he was kind of a bully. And, and, and in many ways, he still looked at as the bully. He walks into the room. He commands presence. And, and, and when he speaks, people listen because they just don't want to get knocked out by Mike Tyson, to include Roy Jones Jr., who he just had a fight with. Now, let me talk about this. He surprised everybody with his rhetoric, the way that he spoke was not about himself. It was otherworldly. Even after the event, when they asked him, hey, um, we, we made it a tie. Do you believe I won? He, he said, absolutely, I won. But however, it's not about that. It's about we're on to bigger and better things that now. We're about entertaining the people. We're about the humanitarian effort. And yes, I'll do this again because it's about the people. Could you imagine that Mike Tyson speaking that way 20 years ago, we would have taken him a whole nother way. And since since that experience, I was like, wow, something has happened to Mike Tyson. That is the type of thing, people of God, that after a season like this, see, Mike Tyson went through some crazy things that brought him to where he is. This type of season that we've gone through should have taken us through some crazy enough things to where now when we open up our mouth, the things that come out of our mouth should leak 
hallelujah, of the deliverance and should leak the fact that our minds have been changed, that God has, uh, the Bible says, to be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is the good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. Hallelujah. I believe that's in 1 Corinthians 12 and 2. We have to know these things now. It should be abundantly clear to us, first to us, that that, that God has changed us. Something has happened. We've experienced something. We've been stung by the bee. We've been dropped off, off of the wall. We've been crushed. We've been crumbled. But God has decided to build us back up and show us something new, show us a better way because he's coming back for us and he needs us to look a certain way to even recognize us. Hallelujah. Do you look different? Do other people know? Do other people know that something has happened to you? Good God Almighty. Is there a change in your conversation? Now, as I move down the scripture, the part about the gift that I want to mention tonight is the Bible says to the, the scripture says this. I want to read it because I believe people misunderstand this scripture woefully. It says uh, in, in 14, 1 Timothy 4 and 14, it says, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by the prophecy or by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Let me tell you something. For so long, for so, so long, I thought, I thought, I thought. Romans 12, 2. Thank you. I said 1 Corinthians, but Romans 12, 2. Hallelujah. Uh, so the thing about it is this, people of God. The thing about it, of it is this. We think that the gift is the things that we're able to do. Come on here. Let me. I, I got to take a sip real quick on that. Man, I wish my coffee was hotter. Listen to me tonight. We think that when the Bible is talking about the gift here, it's talking about our ability to do things, our ability to sing, our ability to speak, our ability to to do anything, to ride a bike, uh, to be amazing at, at administrating others, uh, to be a great leader. These gifts, these callings without repentance. The Bible is not even talking about that. I want to tell you something that's going to blow your mind if you have not seen this yet. In the Greek, the word gift means charisma. Now, some of us think charisma, charismatic. Oh, they're so charismatic. They think it's a person that's able to kind of, you know, uh, relay messages really well and be really smooth in their flow. And it's like, ah, oh, they're so charismatic and gentle and those type of things. But that's not even really what this is saying here. The, the charisma that the Bible is talking about, let me share it with you. The gift, the charisma is this, people of God. It says, from my studies, it is a favor with which one receives without any merit of his own. Can I say it again? The gift that the Bible is talking about here is a favor with which one receives without any merit of its own. Then it further says, the gift of divine grace. Lastly, I'd like to mention the gift of faith Knowledge, holiness, virtue. Faith, knowledge, holiness, virtue. So you're telling me when someone believed in me enough to tell me about the gospel, when someone loved me enough to lay hands on me because they believed that there was something special about me, that my life was not a dead end, that my sinful ways was not the end of my existence, that there was more to me than who I used to be, and they believe that God would change me for the better, let me tell you something. 
thank you for all of the prayer warriors, for all of the presbytery, for all of the preachers, for all of the grandmothers, mothers, fathers, grandfathers, for all of the brothers and the sisters that have ever believed in me. Hallelujah. I even feel the Holy Ghost draping me now as I speak about these things. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for my wife for, for, for leading me to church as a as a young adult in college that I could reconnect my relationship with God. Uh, that you would hold my hand here and there and believe things about me that I didn't believe about myself. Let me tell you, people of God, the gift, hallelujah, the gift, the real gift is you getting the favor of God over your life to receive his mercy without even deserving it. Come on here. Is anybody grateful tonight about the real gift? The real gift. I know you know, it's December, y'all. This is the last month of the craziest year I've ever seen, 2020. But can we give God some glory on tonight for the gift, for giving us grace, mercy, unmerited favor, sufficient favor, sufficient life and breath and ruach, manna, bread, all of what we needed to keep surviving if you're still breathing, you ought to be grateful on tonight. The gift, the favor. Unmerited. Did nothing for it. Righteousness is his filthy rags. I can't be good enough. I can't earn this one. I can't earn Jesus dying on the cross for my sins. I can't earn it. I can't earn the blood that, that, that draped that draped it down his body when he was nailed and when he was beaten, when he was thrashed and slashed. I can't earn it. The favor, the life, the breath. How can I sit up and say, with long life, will you satisfy me? Yeah, you will, but I don't earn, I didn't earn it. I don't deserve any of this. Does anybody feel that way? Anybody? Walls? My walls around me? Can you? Anybody? Jesus. Jesus. I just want to encourage us tonight. If this one doesn't drive you back to your closet, I don't know what will. But y'all, we have made it to this day in the year of the Lord 2020 to, to be, to make this ubiquitous to all, abundantly known and clear that we have a gift of favor and mercy that we do not deserve to have. That should be enough to cause us to be everything that God has called us to be. Y'all, we can't live any, we can't live our life any other way. We can't leave anything on the table. Why? Because God desires for our cups to overflow, not to walk around half empty. Y'all, we got, we got, if, if your vessel is available, God will fill it up. If your cup is ready for the filling, God will fill it up. I keep saying this. I've heard this from Jesus, from the Holy Spirit. I've heard it from other ministers in the gospel, preachers of the gospel, prophetic people. That even though we're getting ready to just experience the craziest things in this world we've ever seen, some unprecedented, more unprecedented things, God designs all of this around using his church to get his business done. Don't you forsake the assembling of yourselves. If you're plugged in somewhere, stay plugged. If you're not, go find an outlet. 
and get yourself plugged in because there are going to be miracles, signs, wonders, things happening that God wants to use your phalanges to facilitate. He wants to use your phalanges to facilitate. He, want to use, he wants to use his spirit, his gift that he's buried in you to get his work done. A scripture, I, I say it probably, I don't know, every day. I quote this scripture every day. For this reason has he put treasures in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power of God may be revealed. I'm telling you, the gift is on the inside. Y'all, I'm getting ready to check out. I'm happy. I got joy. I'm full of joy. And, 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 and in the morning, I'm going to wake up with even more joy because the Bible told me that, that joy comes in the morning. So I got joy now in the nighttime. I'm going to wake up with even more joy because God is showing out, y'all. God is doing great things. Seek him while you can find him, y'all. Seek him while he may be found. Be excited that you're living to see this day. We really didn't have to, y'all. If you don't have any coffee, you better have some next week. I love you. Thank you. And if you haven't shared this video yet, shame on you. If you haven't shared this podcast yet, shame on you. If you haven't gotten on my website to get you a T-shirt, your choice. They feel really good. Before I get out of here, I'm going to support this business that I have on today. Uh, Believe in God, wonderful shirt. The Cobbs, Christina Cobb, Brandon Cobb, my brothers and sisters in Christ, have established a company called Fabric LLC. Please go find them. They got great gear. You're going to see a lot of this on my body because I just stocked up. Hallelujah. So I got to support. I got to support. I got to support. If I can walk around and wear the gospel on my chest, ooh, that's easy. That's easy. I don't even have to open up my mouth. I can just put a T-shirt on and people know who I am, what I believe in. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love you, too. Y'all have a good one. Don't forget to share this video. Follow me. Go subscribe to the podcast, Coffee and Jesus. And, hey, it's a movement. I love y'all. Have a blessed evening. Till next time. Take care. Bless you, Jesus. Time and time again Yeah